0: The WNBA Draft is in the books and while the Chicago Sky did not have any first round picks they still pick up two selections in the second and third round. We're going to talk about those, what they could mean for the Chicago Sky's team coming up and who is the winner and losers of the WNBA Draft. we are getting into all that and more right after this. Welcome to Chicago Sky Central and here's your host, Hayes. What's going on Sky fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Sky Central. Your number one spot for everything Chicago Sky related. I'm your host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes, the CEO, H A I Z E. You can also follow us collectively at Chicago Sky Pod. But let's get into it. The WNBA draft went down. And while most of the picks went the way that you thought they were going to, with the Leah Boston being the number one overall pick and the Indiana Fever really revamping that roster and bringing in some talent that they need, they bring in uh Boston. They also, uh, Draft Grace Berger at the number seven, which me and Steve O, who did a live stream, by the way, we did a live stream of the WNBA draft. So if you want to fill uh hear our in-depth analysis during the draft, just go and check out that live stream. I'll put it up here uh in the description as well. But go ahead. So uh Grace Berger, who we both thought was kind of a reach there, that position, considering the other players that were left on the board. They draft her at seven. They get uh Taylor Michnell. Um, and then you know the Indiana Favor did well. They get a definitely A for me in this WNBA draft. The Minnesota Lynx did really good as well, getting Diamond Miller, of course, with that second overall pick. Uh, They draft the center out of France, Amaya Hirsch, I believe is how you pronounce the name, with the 12th overall pick. They get Dorka out of UConn with the 16th overall pick, and then they get Bria Bill with the 24th overall pick. And while me and Steve are both high on Bria Bill, it seems like the conversation around her lack of offense has really taken like that's why she she pushed down she was not drafted until the end of the second round most mocks had her going in the top 10 um in in the WNBA draft so to see her fall as much as she fell while not completely you know caught off guard it just seems like there's some weird conversation around her lack of offense but We know that she's a winner. We know what she can do defensively. We've seen players in the league as well come in, and they're able to do things uh, defensively, especially if you have a team and you build out the offense around that player. I just really look at at Bria Bill as somebody who is going to be able to ball at the WNBA level. So the fact that she didn't go to the end of the second round and even the Chicago Sky passed up on her was a little bit interesting there for me. But anyway, the Minnesota Lynx, Definitely in the next class up. And then the Dallas Wings. Let me tell you how much I love what the Dallas Wings did here. Right? They they, they draft Maddie Siegers, right? They get Stephanie Serez as well. They get Lulu Lopez in a trade on top of that. Um, and then they they also draft Abby Myers and Ashley Jones. Now, when I was preparing my draft coverage for the Chicago Sky before the trade went down, that we sent out our first round pick. Ashley Jones was the first player that I mentioned because I really did I think highly of her and what she can do at the WNBA level. The Dallas Wings really added a, a nice amount of talent to a team that is in full rebuild. They did their thing. And so, you know, Sorez is not going to be playing this year. She's out with an ACL injury, but she's going to be a big part of their future going forward. Um, and, you know, they they got her in a trade with the uh the with the Washington. And so. You know, just looking at what they, what they did, they went out, they got their player, they traded their future uh, first-round pick, so, you know, Washington will get that pick. Washington, a team that has already some bigs on it, right, so that, you know, you you, you look at them and, and think, hey, they didn't really need uh, Stephanie Serez there, so they make that move, but then you just look at what Dallas Wings got at least three starters that are going to probably start for them day one when the WNBA season opens up. I really like what they did in this draft as well. Again. Not, not, We got to see how the talent's going to end up working out, how it's going to develop. But I really do like what they did. And then you get to the Atlanta Dream, who got Haley Jones and Leticia in this draft. Listen, the Atlanta Dream, and I'm so happy that one of the games I had already planned on going to is Chicago Sky versus the Atlanta Dream in Atlanta. I'm going to be extremely proud and happy to watch that game because I like what Atlanta's doing down there. They have the coach. They have the talent. Atlanta's going to be a team that I think is going to shock some teams in the WNBA. And while, yes, we're in a, a season that super teams have formed and things like that, I really do look at what Atlanta's doing, and they're going to be a team that's tough to beat, especially if that team comes together and how you know the chemistry builds over time with them. It's going to be a fun, exciting season to see that Atlanta dream team. The Seattle Storm, I like what they did as well. They get Jordan Horston in this draft at number nine. They also get Maddie Williams at number 18 in this draft overall. I like what they did, like what they're building, and uh, you know they're definitely going into a, forging a new era in that franchise, and they now have a Ford and a guard that they can that they can really build around, build that identity at with Sue Board and Brianna Stewart both leaving. Uh, the Seattle Storm need that new identity, and I do think that Jordan Horston is going to be a player for them that really get brings in that new identity. Like what they did a lot, Washington Mystics, they trade they. Uh, drafted Stephanie Sorez at number four. They end up trading that. We already talked about that trade. Um, and then you know they do some other things. Not really doing a lot, right? So it it, it is what it is. I, I I like what they did overall. But you know the fact that they got future first round picks, right? That's going to be huge for them. Um, you know, and as they continue to build out that team and take a look at what that team's going to be, um, you know, it is what it is. So they they get uh, from Dallas, they get a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 first round pick. And so both those drafts seem are, are set to be a stacked draft. So you know, while the Mystics weren't really in any place to need have any huge needs in this WNBA draft, I like what they did by trading uh, their, their number four overall pick, pushing that talent that th- those assets down the road, and then so they have another year to evaluate some of the young talent they already have on that team. But I like what they did there as well. The, the Sparks, I love that the Sparks got Zia Cooks. She just fits their culture so well, and. Considering that, you know, they came in, they needed some help out on the wing, they get Zia uh, uh, Cook and they get Shanice Swain both in this draft, Um, I like what they did. That You know, I like their, they didn't necessarily address the the, the, the wing position in a way that I necessarily thought that they would have, but listen, you know Cook is a beast, and she's going to be a player that comes in, and she's going to be able to do some things. She needs to work on that three-point shot, me and Steve-O talked about that during the draft, but overall, really like what they did as well. The Connecticut Sun. I I don't have any thoughts on the Connecticut Sun overall. Like it just is what it is them in the Phoenix Mercury. They kind of not that they did bad. They had picks late in the draft, um, and so you know they they got some talent down there. And that brings us to our Chicago Sky, right? And and the, the Aces they had a thirty sixth pick. They drafted Brittany Davis. The New York Liberty, uh, they they drafted thirtieth as well. I'm not really evaluating them. It gets us to our Chicago Sky, right? And I and overall what this guy did in this draft, right? We get kiana trailer there um i like what she's able to bring i like the mentality that she has i like the the, the upside that she has there as well and you know bria bill was there i was hoping that the sky were going to draft her but i try to remove my own personal feelings from what this guy actually did they get in kiana taylor uh kiana taylor trailer i always my mind says uh, taylor kiana trailer in this draft and she's played 110 collegiate games. Over that, she's averaged 9.6 points per game. She shot the ball 41% from the field, 31% from three-point range. Um, she's averaged three assists in her collegiate career and right under still per game in this. What does this mean for the Chicago Sky when you look at it? I like the pieces that they got, especially considering we didn't have any first-round picks, right? We are a team that's really trying to establish our identity. We're gonna to have to really in futures. We're gonna to have to get our draft picks in the second and third round because we traded most of our first round picks. But when you look at what we've already added, right in free agency, I like Kiana Trailer coming to this team. I like you know the skill set that she has. She's a defensive beast and she could operate in that mid range. I want to see her work on that three point shot uh, well. But they 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 brought in something and they got somebody who can't who's gonna come in. And and you know be able to you know really take a look. We have a lot of scores at the guard position. And while Connor Trailer doesn't project to be a big time scorer, which you know we'll see if it, how much she can score in her last season. In college, she did average 11 points, and in 2020 2021 season, she did average 15 points per game, um, and she did that on 12 shots, 38% shooting from the field, and 28% shooting from three-point range. So even then, not the most efficient scorer, right? But I like the upside pick. I like the defense that she come in. She's coming to a team that has scores, right? We 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 have Mabry, Marina Mabry on this team who I love her scoring upside. We already know what Kalia Copper can be scoring upside wise. Now some could say that you know we have the the, the mid range Madam herself um, and and Courtney Williams on this team as well. And maybe those are players that can really help God. But what she's able to do defensively, I think compare well with this team. I don't know how much she's going to play initially. We know Coach James Wade kind of he, he can be a little bit slower at times to start the younger players. We still have Dana Evans on this team who is has huge scoring upside that we haven't even begun to scratch the surface at for the Chicago sky so really looking to see what that turns into as well but I like kind of the mindset there and I do think that she's a player that we could work up work in our system develop and maybe in a year or so she's she's a big part of the rotation I don't necessarily see her coming in in this initial first season and being a big part of the of the rotation I could be wrong with that and if, if I'm wrong that means she's really shined and showed her showed her uh worth in in training camp and things like that and she could be a player that we see slowly rise and just take on more season after season but I like the addition I really do like the addition that of what she brings to this team overall and it's especially with that caveat that she's not going to be a player that's really gets heavy minutes initially it's going to be a development piece but the next pick that we got I love this pick Ksenia Malishka I believe is how you put uh, Malishka I'm probably completely murdering that name but a small forward out of middle Tennessee and you talk about scoring upside, she has so much scoring potential. Again, she's played, she took advantage of the five years of collegiate. Um, she only played a total of 128 games, only started five games in that. But when you look at what she's able to do in the last season in Middle Tennessee, she averaged 15 points per game. Uh, she did that on 48% shooting from the field, and she took about two and a half, three-pointers per game and hit that at about a 28% clip. Now, because of the position that she plays, you don't, that three point shooting percentage is low, but I'll take it. And I think she's going to not nearly take that many threes. She also got five and a half rebounds per game. Now, overall, in her collegiate career, it's kind of offset because she didn't start, because she didn't play a lot of minutes, only averaging 18.3 minutes per game in her collegiate career. But the season, her last season in college is where she got the most minutes. And we saw her really step up and perform well in that time. It's going to be interesting to see how she plays because I can see her coming in. Being a similar Ema Mieseman type Ronan, she's not as big as Ema Misaman. She's probably not going to be a starter, but again, I mean, a center. But because of how the WNBA works, you can see her playing, playing small forward, playing power forward. So I like what they brought to. I like what they get here. I do like the fact that you know she pushed that Middle Tennessee team to go on what they went to. Uh, we also got uh, Trailer who helped go uh, t- push the Virginia Tech to the Final Four, and we got Malishka who as well comes in after helping Middle Tennessee get to a Conference USA regular season tournament title. So, you know, we brought in players that have some pedigree. And so, um, you know, she, uh, as well as Cassinia, was the second leading scorer despite coming off the bench. So that shows the scoring upside that she has. I like what the Sky did overall here. I like the level of talent that they're adding. I just think that, you know, you could have done worse at where the Sky picked. And I think that they got some pieces that, If you can develop and if they adapt well to the WNBA game, we could be looking back at these players being like, hey, this actually turned out really good for the Chicago Sky. So I like overall what the Sky did. I can't wait to see how they go, how they develop in training camp, things like that, how much we actually see them in their initial rookie seasons. But again, we're getting closer to the WNBA season starting. We are a little over a month away from the W starting their season and tip off happening. And we're going to be locked in right here. So make sure you're locked in. This is going to be your number one spot for live post game shows. Live halftime shows if you guys are interested in it. And we'll probably be dropping the most content of any Chicago Sky podcast around, aiming to do about three or four episodes a week during the actual season. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But that's it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show. At Sky Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Sky Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773 270 2799. Now, we do share that with Chicago Bull Central. So if you hear that on the voicemail, don't let it turn you away. But that is it for us for today, man. We'll see you guys the next time we go to Skytown. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break, Break- Media. Break- Media.